They shot a movie once in my hometown. Everybody was in it for miles around. Out at the speedway, some kind of heavy thing. Well, I ain't no movie star, but I can get behind anything. Yeah, I can get behind anything. Hello again. Welcome to episode six of the Devil's Club That's podcast. Right. Uh, I'm Angel. And I'm Mike. So today, uh, it's just M- Mike and myself. Last uh, last episode, if you're listening, we had a very special guest, our friend Virginia. Yeah, uh, we want to thank we, her again. That was yeah, amazing. thanks yeah. for uh, uh, letting us absolutely uh, roast you uh, <laughs> and make fun of your musical tastes. Uh, you're a good sport. Um, I hope that doesn't deter other guests from, no. uh, from coming on the show, <laughs> but well, no, it was fun. I think it everyone was fun. had fun. It was fun. That's, it's that's fun. what it's all about. And yeah, we're always looking for guests. Everybody's welcome. I know we've got a few inquiries already yeah. and a few coming down the pipe. Uh-huh. Yeah. Look out so. for, uh, I think episode seven will, uh, will entail or involve the, the infamous or the famous Anu D and, uh, super fan, super, Anu D. super fan, Anu D, uh, local Midtown resident as well. And uh, we'll be talking about electropop, so tune in for that episode. We're going to be recording it pretty soon. That's right. Um, Murray, we have some some email. Actually, so I've been away, uh, went on holiday, so I kind of uh, – that's why it took so long to do episode yeah, five. Yeah, our apologies. Our apologies. Um, buggered off to uh, to Spain to celebrate my, uh, my wife's birthday as well as our, our wedding anniversary. But now we are back. Yep, and episode five is out. Of course, you're listening to episode six now. Yes. But episode five is out, episode six. Yeah. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, Murray, as of 2 o'clock this morning, we have we already have 17 listens for episode five. Which awesome. Is, so you guys Thank seem, you. To, seem to like our stuff, which is wicked. All right. We have, uh, we have one email. Um, it is dated August 19th. That's the Devil's Cut podcast at gmail.com yes so to get a hold of us any of your emails uh we'll read them online but devil's cut podcast at gmail.com and twitter devil's cut pod at devil's cut pod yeah and uh as mentioned as well if you want to listen to any of our episodes we're on itunes and on uh soundcloud so please search for us but anyways our um one and only email that we'll read <laughs> dated august 19th it's an interesting one folks um, um so <sighs> Uh, it is from uh, one Monsieur Mustachio uh, at uh, Monsieur Mustachio at gmail.com. Now, I'll read at the very end. The end of his email says, Please read my emails with the accent you expected I would have. So, which I'm going to do right now. So, I'm going to read Monsieur Mustachio's email uh, right now. We had a little discussion who had the better <laughs> French, fake French accent, um, and Angel one hand. Apparently, down, apparently so. I do. So, here goes. Bonjour, Angel et Michel. Je m'appelle Monsieur Mustachio, but you may call me M. Okay, M. I découvert your podcast as I make recherche of Diables Coupé, my favorite <laughs> method. Denver, I am, as you say, a juicer, a preab, an evil onier. <laughs> <laughs> While I find your English 
challenging, your love of Ray Jepsen curious, <laughs> your interest in American baseball infuriating. Je suis intrigué by your opinions and topics de musique. American baseball? <laughs> it's just baseball, man. I would like a request for your top selections. Quote, best songs of summer. We got to do that soon because mm-hmm. I think uh, summer's, summer's winding yeah. down. Yeah. You may also comment on best drinks of summer as accompaniment de musique. I await response avec excitement. And Diables. <laughs> M. Uh, uh, I don't know what the hell to make of that. That's the strangest email we've received for sure. Sounds um, like a fan. I like, I mean, Sounds like a great. fan. Yeah. Um, Monsieur Mustachio. I'm curious to know if he's French-Canadian or if he's... Uh, France? For, for, for yeah. France. French? Haiti? Maybe he's Haitian. Who Other knows? Other French-speaking Maybe parts of the world? Cote d'Ivoire. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not really sure. But... Uh, yeah, you know what? Well, well, I think we can probably squeeze in a best songs of summer before the uh, before the actual official end of summer, which I think is in September. September twenty first. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. That's, the, that's the the solstice. Yes, yes. And uh, we'll definitely we like drinking, so we'll definitely talk about best drinks of summer. Yeah, I mean, um, Carly Rae Jepsen is our intro song. Yes. So yes. that's that's not going to change, unfortunately. That's but never going to change. No. So um, this is a great email, Monsieur Mustachio. <laughs> I mean, wow. We have to reply to this, I guess. Eh? We'll have to do that uh, at some point. Yeah. Over the next couple of days. Absolutely. But. Anyways, thanks uh, Thanks as always for emails. Uh, thank you in particular. Keep them coming. Mr. Yeah. Mustachio. And uh, we'll definitely read them online or uh, on our podcast. All right. Today's episode is a very special one. Um, today we're going to talk about the Tragically Hip. Uh, if you're a, a listener in Canada, you'll know exactly who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Hell, you might have already seen them. Uh, and their most recent uh, the farewell the tour. farewell yeah. tour. Um, so uh, we're going to talk about the hip today. Let's do it. All right. I guess for, for those of, of you who are listening who don't know, um, you just mentioned that the the hip are have, have pretty much just finished their their farewell tour. Yeah, uh, last last weekend, August twentieth was the final. Show. August twentieth, yeah. yeah, yeah, last Saturday, yeah, yes. Um, I missed it because I was in transit, but uh, I mean, is it worth? I think it is worth kind of maybe giving a synopsis, a brief biography of who the hip are. Sure. Uh, I mean, Murray, in your research, did you kind of are you able to kind of? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're a capsule of what they're who they are or what they are. They're a you know so they're a Kingston band, Kingston, Ontario. Uh Um, Basically, like five friends. Um, 
started out as most other bands do, right? Just playing together, playing the club at like Queens University right. where I don't know a few of them went. I know the lead singer, Gord Downey, went to Queens. Right. Um, uh, another another school that rejected me too, actually. If we're, oh, Queens. Yeah. I didn't even bother yeah. applying. They were, yeah. they're, they're I figured cool. I was going to get rejected. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> played the local Kingston club scene and uh, they, they, they started in, you know, like the – Mid eighties, eighty five. Um, first album came out in eighty seven. Is their mm. self titled album, mm-hmm. uh, and then you know kind of took off from there. And the unique thing about the Tragically Hip is that they're they're kind of like well, they are uh, Canada's like favorite band. I would think. Yeah, uh, yeah, and that's that's a uh, a claim to fame that i mean who would is there another canadian band that is just as beloved like I, i'm trying to think i mean sloan i don't know maybe maybe sloan i mean they've been around for a while but can you think of another band that that is equally as as beloved as as the hip? i don't think it's not in the way the hip are i mean there's there's certainly like canadian musicians who are absolutely adored right, right, right. um and like who and, like who well, I think well, I mean like Neil Young is huge, okay. right? And um, even if you want to go genres that maybe we don't like so much, although maybe recently um, with Justin Bieber, right? People go nuts for this for this yeah. guy, yeah. Right? And in particular, uh, young girls and, and yeah, and exactly, like, right? Yeah, for sure. But I think when it comes to universally and in a different way than those bands, I mm. think I think the Tragically Hip are. I mean, I don't know anyone. Well, I'm, I do maybe know one person, but who I don't know a lot of who who doesn't who doesn't like who love the tragically hip, and this spans like age groups. It spans yeah. like you know male, female, um, class, right, political affiliation, whatever it is. Uh-huh. I mean, everybody loves the tragically hip in this country. And I mean, and so Murray was lucky enough to go to their, uh, the first Toronto show, mm-hmm. um, which we'll talk about uh, later on too. But I mean, you probably would have seen that whole, that spectrum of, of different people. Oh yeah. Yeah. At that Man, show, just, right? And, um, just all ages, right. You got mm-hmm. your, sort of your classic, like hockey bros and their leaf jerseys were yeah. there. Um, there was like, you know, moms and dads who would bring like their 14, 15 year old kids that were there. Right. There was like, you know, cool teens right. that were there. Right. Um, and then just like, you know, your average people who just love music and love the hip. Um, begs the question, what, what genre of music does, does a tragically hip fit or yeah, fit in and have they, have they changed since they were, you know, first started out in the, the mid eighties are they pretty consistent with their sound? Um, yeah, what, what do you, what's your oh, well, they're, I mean, they're pure rock and roll, right? right. They're Canadian rock. That's, okay. I mean, that's, that's what they are. That's where they've can rock. Right. Okay. Um, and yeah, they've changed. I mean, that's been 20 years, 30 years, 30 years. Jeez, yeah. yeah. 30 Jeez. years. I yeah. forget the eighties were 30, 30 years ago. 30 years right. ago now. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been, you know, over, you know, 30 years. So yeah, you're going to change, but for the most part, it's, I mean, it sounds the same, right? Yeah. Okay. Which leads me to my next question. I mean, what? Um, so we know it's it's can rock, Canadian rock, rock and roll. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of rock and roll bands that have have come and gone, have been successful, not so successful in Canada, and North America. And that's actually another question. For yeah. Too. Yeah. What has what has given the hip kind of their staying power for as long as they've been in, in the business for? Yeah, and I think it, it boils down to the fact that they have just like captured the hearts of every Canadian. Hmm. Okay. Um, for the most part, because they're such a uniquely Canadian band, and they never got big in the states. 
We right, know that. Yeah. Um, but that didn't matter. It, I mean, there were, there were like bands before them. You had to leave, right? You had to leave to get big. So we're talking like Neil Young, Joni Mitchell, right? Like um, these Bert Brian Cummings. Adams. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, that's, that's where you went to get big. And then you kind of like, and they all, a lot of them moved to the, a lot of Canadian celebrities moved to the U S actors, right? I'm cu- I'm curious if it's because it was it for a lack of trying or is it because the hip just simply didn't they knew where their where their niche was and they really didn't I mean they didn't care to to make it big in the south like what I mean what, what's your take on that I think that's what it was I mean they so they they played SNL Well, uh, they did yeah wow. I didn't realize in, that in 1995 huh. and they were introduced by Dan Aykroyd. Who like Canadian? Yeah, exactly. Who Makes pulled sense. like probably pulled a few strings to, to get strings on. to get these guys on there, right? Like, huh. I mean, Lauren Michaels, Canadian too, sure, yeah. I'm sure. But still, um, you know, the, the, who's ever in charge of the music there probably had to probably had to get a few strings Would pulled they to get them on there. That's that's the key right there. So they had this chance, right, to be right. like to bust out their big guns, like a guitar ripping, like blow out high dough or something, or yep. like, like courage. Right. Or, you know, any of these like big hits that they had in Canada that would just blow the minds out of anybody. Cause they're just these rocking good tunes. Right. Um, but they went with nautical disaster. I feel like I've seen that. I feel and, like I've and seen grace that. too. Shut up. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So they went oh, like weird songs, so and they were totally weird about and it. And not and, and those songs. I mean, Nautical Disaster is one of my favorite uh, hip songs. I mean, mm-hmm. um, but not immediately. I don't know what the word is, but it doesn't it doesn't rope you in like you said, like Blood High no. or, or Courage. Like those are that's I mean, one you come back to. Yeah. and You're like, yeah, like that, that is a anthems, good tune. Right? Yeah, exactly. I didn't see. I I, I didn't I didn't know that. So like. The the performance of Grace Two is like not available on YouTube. They like took it off. Hmm. They didn't want. I guess they didn't want to see you know people to know how weird Canadians are. <laughs> but, like, but it's I it's you can find it. Um, and it is like in Gore Downey when he performs live, so cinematic, right? Like he changes lyrics, he dances like a freak, right? <laughs> He's totally into it, uh, and he does that. And like I bet people watching it, like this is a mainstream American audience watching Saturday Night Live in nineteen ninety five. Yeah, you're I, I, like, who the hell are these freaks? I, I also, I'm also wondering too if if they managed to garner any fans, get any fans via that that performance as well, right? Like, well, we know their albums never reached like top 100, top 100. Oh in the my US. god, in the US. really? Yeah, and they had I had it written down here. They have like nine nine number ones in in Canada, uh, but like nothing nothing cracked top 100 and it was their most re- it was their, one of the most recent ones that actually was did the best uh in the u.s, in the US. In the US. yeah i wonder why that is that's interesting huh yeah but i mean that i mean that like that 95 tour right they had their chance right they could have they could have broken in dan Aykroyd got them on snl right um and he was dan Aykroyd was i mean he's nothing now but i mean he was big in 1995 right right, right? yeah uh, and, yeah and, exactly uh and they they chose art Basically, right? They, they went with art over, yeah. over commerce, and that's, that's pretty cool. Excuse me. Uh, when was uh, the most recent Woodstock? Was that 94? Yeah, they played that too. Would they, did they play that? Because I figured, yeah. I mean. I, I mean, don't know if it was, it was it was somewhere in there. Yeah, 94, 96, or 98, or whatever it was. But I mean, Serial Joe played that too. <laughs> Wait, we got against Serial Joe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just it, yeah, it's 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 curious to me, and not that I really care, and and part of it I think is that 
that uh, I know Canadians are are universally known as being quite humble and 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 very accepting. Um, but the hip to me, like, um, and and this I'm going to refer to this New Yorker article uh, throughout this this podcast episode. But you know, in spite of or regardless of their lack of success in, in the states, um, you know, this this author goes on to say that the tragic hip tragically hip really do only belong to the north and the north being yeah. canada alone yeah and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that i think and, that's amazing and i it, it's pretty cool that um they're as loved as they are in our country yeah um, well there was i mean they didn't ever need like outside validation mm-mm, right mm-mm. and when it comes to canadians i feel like we do a lot we you think so even now eh? yeah we need that i mean we need that and Part of the reason, I mean, we're so like by Americans, by Americans especially, yeah. I mean, oh. our southern, our southern friends, and while well, Tr- Trudeau, we, like our the elder yeah. Pierre Trudeau, yeah. right? Um, yeah, yeah. The famous quote, right, that he said that like being neighbors with the U.S. is like sleeping with an elephant. <laughs> so big that you're gonna feel every like movement and every like everything breath that they take, right? Because we're they're so massive, and we're right next to them. Um, so we were just bombarded with their culture for so many yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And the hip is something that we can can sort of kind call of our own. yeah, and and we kind of cling to that like very fiercely too. And and I think that's part of what makes the hip so endearing is that I think they know that, and I think yes. they and they. Yeah. It's not even pandering at this point. It's, it's more like you know, Canada loves us. We love Canada. We don't need to ever try to make it big in the South. No, yeah. do they really, it, I never got the sense that, that the hip ever really cared to. And they were, and they were no. completely cool with that. Right. So oh, that's the beauty of them too. Like a lot of the, like we, a lot of times bands do seek, you know, outside validations mm-hmm. from the U S right. And that's, that's how you get big is you escape, right. You escape Canada, get outside to, you know, the U S and that's where you can make it big. Whereas the, where the tragically hip did something opposite where they, you know, they used Canada to inspire their music as right. opposed to try to get away from it. Correct. That was their music. Um, Canada was, was their inspiration, the nation. So, um, I mean, we've been talking about the States a lot and, and yep. what, and the hip in Canada. I, I'm going to read this out loud here and, and Mary, I want you to comment on it, but, um, again, I'll try. The, 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 New York, <laughs> the New Yorker, uh, article, uh, by Stephen Marsh, Marche could be French. You know, no accent on there. No Marsh. Uh, it's called watching Canada's biggest rock band say a dramatic goodbye. Biggest rock band. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, dated August 20th. But anyways, uh, Stephen Marsh goes on to say, or, and I quote, the tragically hip are roughly speaking, Canada's equivalent to Bruce Springsteen and the E street band, a proletarian group, with an intellectual sensibility. Do you agree with that evaluation? I do, yeah. Um, why, and you, why is that? You kind of you brought this up sort of off air before, so I'm glad I'm, I'm not fully unprepared because mm. I have like five minutes to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's always good. Um, but I think with Springsteen and with the Tragically Hip, the big thing that they have in common is they think about they sing about their sense of place, right? Um, with Springsteen, what do you think of when you when you think Bruce Springsteen? first thing that pops into your head is New Jersey. Right. 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 Um, tragically hip. We got a, they got a much larger geography to cover because yeah. you think of all of Canada, which is massive, right. but it's the same thing. Um, and the thing, the other thing that they both have in common too, and I mentioned this earlier to Angel was they, it's not just blind patriotism. 
that they're singing about. So when Springsteen sings about America mm-hmm. um, or the Tragical Hip sing about Canada, um, Springsteen songs are protest songs. They're yes. like the working man. We know born in the USA. Yes. Like people – you know, take that as like, yeah, America, USA, you like America's number one, but that's and a it's protest been, song. And it's been used by politicians yeah, absolutely, to, for, right? that, for that purpose, right? It's a protest song about how Vietnam vets were treated. Tragically hip, same thing, right? They cover the the dark side and the mistakes that Canada made. It's not just trumping up the nation as like, this is the greatest country, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's not, it's nationalistic, but it's not, you know, blind jingoistic, you know, we are the best kind of nationalism. And, and and you mentioned off air as well uh, a couple of of hip songs that kind of fit that bill that are, are, yeah, are, yeah. are more or less uh, not necessarily protest songs but kind of speak to you know Canada has a, a checkered history as well not, absolutely not, not yeah. nearly as pristine but what were those songs that you mentioned so we're talking about uh, Wheat Kings which mm-hmm. uh, is about um, uh, a young man David Milgard who is. Yes. Yeah. Oh uh, man. Yeah. Arrested for a charge and went to jail for for murder for twenty years. A crime that was later figured out he didn't commit. Um, there's a lot of again their lyrics are a little clouded, but uh, not a disaster. To maybe talking about Dieppe, right? Yep. That's one theory that's out there. So again, that was you know when we think of World War Two in Canada, we think of Dieppe, which is a great disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and good night at a at a Um You know about the struggles of the. It's of up, uh, First Nations in the North, right? In I mean, and how old is that song? That one's pretty new. That's off their 2012 album. Oh, okay. Because that actually, yeah. that makes sense uh, um, chronologically, chronologically timeline-wise. Yeah. Um, because there's still a major crisis going on right now in Attawapiskat. Yeah. Um, and he, Gord Downey was recently invited up there to talk to the to the chief, yeah, too, and he did. I yeah. mean, I remember talking about this in uh, civics class that I taught uh, last year, but... Um, yeah, just insanely high suicide suicide rates. Oh, yeah. and I mean, we've seen other news. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally. But I mean, again, yeah. it, it, it's almost quintessentially Canadian for for a band like this to to create a song about that and raise awareness about it. Right? They also, he also had a charity song too that he wrote. Really? Yeah, it was called Land. Land. Okay. Yeah, and it was with uh, it was with you. It was a guy from like Midnight. Midnight Oil. Midnight Oil? Yeah. That like, like seven foot five monster. I like me some Midnight Oil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He is Australia's environment minister, or at least he was until recently. What? Yeah. Yeah. So he's out of the Midnight Oil business. But uh what? It, is, really? it was a song with him and there was a few other people involved. I can't remember exactly who it was, but yeah, it was called Land, I think. Um and that was like mid nineties, so like kinda at the height of their popularity. Huh. Go figure, right? Yeah, eh? yeah, yeah. Go figure. Um Murray, I mentioned this earlier at the beginning of the broadcast. Uh, you were lucky enough yeah, to to go to a, I mean, one of the la- uh, third last, I guess, because they played two shows in Toronto and then the one in Kingston. Or oh no, they had Hamilton. Oh, Hamilton, Hamilton. Yeah. So okay, one of the, the one of the last few um, hip concerts ever. Yes. Um, do you want to want to talk about that experience, kind of oh, start to finish, and yeah. what were your highlights? Or? So first of all, it was. I mean, it was. I think probably most people in Canada anyway have at least seen that last show. Yeah. The, the one that they played in Kingston because yep. it was broadcast. A lot of people PVR'd it, yep. uh, watched it. Um, so you got a kind of a sense of what it was like. It was long. They played everything you wanted to hear, and it was emotional, right? That was that was the key. Um, the really cool thing about that show too is they, so they played 50 Mission Cap. 
Yeah, which is great song, which is a big one again. Leaf fans, right? They ate yeah. it up. A lot of people in Leaf jerseys were like, "Yeah, they're yeah playing, man, they're finally playing." Yeah, man. Um, Bill Barocco. Yeah, they bought the they brought the Bill Barocco banner. No way! Because yeah. in the summer they take them all down. That's they cool. It back it was hanging. That's up. freaking cool. Uh, but I love it. I love that song, and I love watching Leaf fans react to that song because Gord Downey is a diehard Bruins fan. <laughs> <laughs> I I did not know yeah. that. He loves the Bruins. Loves them like loves them like I like the Blackhawks. Why like, does he love the Bruins? Is he Bobby well, Orr fan or what? He's Bobby Orr fan. He mentions Bobby Orr and uh, yeah, 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 his song there, right? Loosening his grip on Bobby Orr. Um, but so why is he, was his godfather is uh-huh. Harry Sinden? Oh wow! Who is Bruins coach or was it Bruins coach? Yeah. Right? Um, Oh wow! He, was, he used to be in real estate, sold in their house, and became friends like with his parents in Kingston, and that's yeah, that's his godfather. Very Sinden. And him and his brother, he actually does have a brother named Mike, like in the song. Uh huh. Um, are both Bruins fans, and they talk like all the time about the Bruins. He loves. Oh, so like I think a lot of fans, a lot of the hip fans, assume that they're he's a Leaf fan because you know I would have made that. I would have wrote that song. Yeah. That's crazy, man. But no, he's a diehard Bruins fan. So I love watching people react to that. But the show was just unbelievable. It was so emotional. Like there were tears, right? Tears in the eyes. It's a good thing it was dark in there. Um, well, you're talking about tear, like in the audience, or in the audience, on, yeah, like, down yeah. himself, and he, was, he just gave it his all, and he's he was this freaky and weird and cinematic, like as ever as I've ever seen him, right? Um, at any of his shows, it was just it was great, and I know a lot of our listeners went to a, another show as well, and they'll yeah, tell you, yeah, they'll tell you the same. Folks went to Hamilton. I wonder if any yeah. of our listeners were lucky enough to go to the, the very last show in Kingston. Yeah, if you were, write us in, uh, yeah. send us an email, let us know what it was like. Tell us what it was like at that last show person. in Kingston, or if you were at any other show. Yeah, um, send that in. That'd be cool to hear from that. Um, she talked about the emotion. Were there were there any any songs in particular that were just like holy crap? Like this uh, is yeah. I mean, were there tons or like head, well yeah, Head by a Century was amazing. They started with this like intro that wasn't part of the song, and everyone was like, "What are they gonna play?" And then they just kicked bing, into it with it. yeah yeah. Bing, yeah. Bing, people bing. went nuts. I love We Kings. They played yes. that. Um, I mean, they basically everything I wanted to hear and was on there. There's obviously they can't play it all. Because they've got 14 albums, like we mentioned. Yeah, yes. But uh, they can't play it all, but they played – They it was awesome. It That's was amazing. really well done. So, I mean, do you, like, remember your first, like, sort of tragically hip? Like, uh, yeah, it, it probably would have been in, like, middle school, definitely middle school. Um, for whatever reason, I, and it might have been the video because it's just like ah. – but. I always thanks much music. Yeah, much music. Oh Jesus! But um, I was a huge fan of Knuckle Disaster. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Fifty Mission Cap was a great, great sing along. Um, yeah, I, I'm for whatever reason it, that Nautical Disaster really just sticks with me. Um, it, I, I remember the video being like it's just him on like a rock and yeah. like the, the tides coming in. I think and like water uh, and like the yeah and a lot and, of water imagery in their songs. Yeah, um, there's one other. I I, I will full disclosure. I, I mean I I admire the hip. I, I like them. I wouldn't say I love them. I'm certainly not a diehard fan. Um, so my kind of taste of what of what I like about the hip is a bit, probably a lot different than most Canadians. But there was one other um, one other song that was a little bit more recent, probably two or three albums ago. But it, it's the I remember, again. I remember the music video. I think Gordani's dancing. He's doing a lot of dancing in this video. I okay. think it was like. Uh, 
Oh shit! Probably his freak dance. Like, is he freaky dancing or is he? It reminded me of oh, you know the that music at work. Where yeah, like, yes. Yeah. It reminded me very much of uh, Christopher Walken. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was just like, this guy is amazing. And uh, you know, I kind of. Yeah, he's got the tie on done and the short sleeve shirt, and he's and bald he, by then because I was yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but uh, no, I, yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I, I was a little bit disappointed uh, to uh, to miss the show. Actually, it's funny. Our, our Virginia, who was on on episode five, she came back early from her not early. She came back from her her month long super fan yeah tour there to go to the uh, one of the Hamilton shows. Um, she doesn't regret that at all, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, are they my favorite Canadian band? No. If I were to find out, I don't, I could, I could probably say no. If I were to find out tomorrow that, you know, either Wynn or Wynn Butler or Regine had a very, had a terminal illness and they were doing a farewell tour, I'd probably try to go to every arcade fire, uh, show them up. Yeah. Um, and again, that's, I, I don't know why that is, but, uh, but again, I, I still do appreciate what what the hip represent uh, and what they mean to a lot of Canadians. And it was just Absolutely. it was just cool. I wonder, and I, I kind of I remember there was a, a picture on Twitter that went around or on the internet of uh, of Justin Trudeau and and yeah, um, hugging, embracing, going yeah. downy, embracing. Uh, begs the question. Um, didn't hear Pete from the former former Prime Minister Harper. I know we're trying. We don't want to get too political here. Actually, I don't care. Really, screw that guy. Um, no, I mean, makes me wonder. Like, is is I mean, he's Canadian. He was a Prime Minister. Like, I mean, would 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 he have reached out in the same way? Because that I mean, they're hugging. Yeah. They're, they're, I mean, it looks like they're fucking old friends. Like, it literally looks like Justin Trudeau is saying goodbye to a friend who has terminal cancer. And um, I think the whole nation did too. That yeah. was that was I mean that was the point of that that tour and that show. It was great. Yeah, I just yeah, I'm I'm, I'm always I'm curious cuz a lot of folks were like some people panned the photos like we can't even see Gordani's face. You're like who? Oh, that's not yeah. But like part of me thinks Stephen Harper would have just given him a really cold handshake. Like he does his son when he drops yeah. him off at school. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, his son. <laughs> really crazy crazy side son. crazy sidebar. <laughs> Uh, um, my cousin, uh, Matthew, uh, uh, lives and goes to school in Windsor. He played volleyball, plays, still plays volleyball. Um, Stephen Harper's son was on one of the Ontario teams and, uh, Stephen Harper went to, he's at Rim Park watching his son get absolutely clobbered. Beautiful. Everybody, uh, just like he did a year ago. Oh man. Election. Everyone. Everyone tried to just smash the ball into this kid's face. Would you say it was a majority? Of yeah, it was the majority. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, was that? it was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, we're we're up to half an hour here, but before we just wrap this up, I got a few like fun facts I want to toss in here about the tragedy that we may not know that I that I heard on the radio or just looked up. So, Rock Band actually introduced Blow It High Dough. What? Their, yeah, one of their one of their games, so you can you can play that. Oh, no yeah. way. Yep, yeah, it's there. New edition. So that's the first and only Tragically Hip song in Rock Band. No way. Probably only going to get, so you can you can go with that. Huh. Um, another thing, too, that I, that I realized or, you know, looked up as well was, do you remember the movie The Sweet Hereafter? Is that with, uh, uh, did it have, what's your face? Sarah Polly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So this was like probably the most Canadian like yeah. artistic moment ever. Yeah. Where in that movie, 
shot in BC, huh. directed by Adam McGoyan. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh-huh. we're getting there already with Toronto actor Sarah Pauly singing Courage, tragically hip song. Oh, man. That's based off of a novel by Hugh McLennan. A Canadian novelist. Jesus, how much? How many so, degrees of, of Canadian separation is that? That's, that's crazy. That's the greatest. That's I mean, that's Canadian art. Wow, right there. All you needed, to, all it needed to happen was be in a building designed by Frank Gehry. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Oh wow, that's and like incredible. On an episode of SCTV or something yeah. going on there, but that's insane. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting. And then one I heard, I actually heard on. Um, huh. Uh, Rich Fry on yes. CBC Radio. Rich Fry. Yeah, exactly. Buck 65. Buck 65. <laughs> Talk, mentioned or talked about how in 1989, I want to say, right. um, Nirvana opened up for the hip in Madison, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Insane. Those are – that's crazy. That was like that. I was like, "What, really?" Eighty nine. So, uh, what? What? I think it might have been a little early. It might have been like eighty seven, eighty eight. It was like had Nirvana even released anything at that point? They had like four songs. And Get like, out! Yeah, that's crazy. And it was it was in, it was insane. So yeah, they they opened up for the hip in Madison, Wisconsin, um, and I believe there's forty people there. <laughs> <laughs> so wow, not a bad line. And and Gord Downey mentions. Uh, uh, Kurt Cobain in one of his songs too, right? Uh, don't don't wake daddy. I think you mentioned it when he talks about Kurt Cobain reincarnated as a sled dog. Oh wow! Yeah, so he knew the guy. That's cool, man. Yeah. That is a really cool fun fact. He knew the guy. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was. I mean, that's this is our this is the hip show we're rocking here. I know it's a little more somber than the others, but I think it's a it's a celebration. Of the yeah, I'd say it's quite celebratory. I think uh, I think the hip will will. Are there plans for them to? I guess they won't ever replace them. I guess they I don't think really no, they're know. done. I mean, I if you and if you finished. saw the bandmates playing too, like they they know right. Like this is there's just so much love for each other in that band. There's there, there's going to be no replacement for sure for Gord, and there can't be. No, um, this is I mean like beloved across Canada. If you if you didn't get the tragically hip, it's because you were American, <laughs> <laughs> basically, right? <laughs> they're like our secret handshake. That's, that's yeah. They are. Yeah. Like, everyone knows like oh you there would you like you meet someone from Canada like abroad like somewhere it's like oh tragically up yeah it's instant right instant wow. connection there. Cool. Cool. All right, Murray, this is a short one because, yeah. I mean, episode five was kind of a journey. It was 50, <laughs> 51 minutes, so. That's all right. There's, uh, there's no, uh, you know, there's no limits here. This is art. No limits. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll end there. Um, thanks again for listening, guys. Peace out. All right. Bye-bye. On October 17th, 2017, Canada lost a musical icon, uh, somebody who we've talked about in a previous episode, um, Mr. Canadiana himself, uh, Gord Downey, uh, who sadly passed away from what I believe is uh, a type of brain cancer. Yes. Um, we uh, want to pay a very quick tribute to him, his music, his legacy, and we'll start off with uh, Murray, your thoughts. Oh, and I think I know we already did an episode, basically after we heard uh, about the the terrible diagnosis. But um, it doesn't, for me anyway, it didn't make it any easier to hear the news, even though we we all kind of knew it was coming. Um, and I remember reading the the news at work, of course, with like you know tears in my eyes on Twitter. Um, very very sad day. Um, and 
very fortunate. And I know we talked about it. We talked about the tragedy hip to be at one of those last shows. And Jacob alluded to it too, just about how, you know, music connects people. Um, and I, I've never felt a deeper connection at a concert than I was, you know, than I had at that show. Um, and I remember seeing a tweet, um, and it was, it's actually from a local politician, Tony Moss, mm. who, uh, who talked about sort of the time that he, that he met, that he met Gord Downey and actually had a brief conversation with him. And Gord said to him, you know, you look familiar. Have I, like, have we met before? And, uh, Tony was like, well, I've, I've been at a couple of your concerts. And Gord looked at him and said, yeah, I never forget a face. And he gave him a wink as he kind of walked away. Um, and to me, Gord was, you know, not just, not just a great musician, which he was, but he didn't shy away from telling the stories of, you know, sort of the not, the not so great side of Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he was the first to tell you, and he said it many times that he's not a nationalist. Um, he tells our stories and he tells them, you know, the real version, the truth. Um, and that's, that's what I loved about Gord the most for sure. Jacob, how about you? So on the morning that Gord Downey passed away, I was driving the kids to school and, and my phone buzzed and Jordan looked at it while I was driving and said, Oh no, Gord Downey died. And then was, who's he? And I explained a little bit about who he was and I got Jordan to put the music on and, and I thought about it all day and I was actually walking through Belmont village on that night and I could hear the tragical hit playing from Arabella park. And then that made me kind of think about Downey's legacy. And I, I, I wrote a post about how part of what I loved about Downey, I love the music. I, I've always enjoyed the hip. Uh, I love it's great driving music. It's probably the best road mm. trip music I've ever listened to. Um, it's great running music. Uh, I've always loved it. But I also loved the fact that Gord was speaking up about political issues. And I mourned as much on Wednesday, the, the loss of our activist as I did the musician. And so I posted on Facebook just a little bit about how, you know, as a country, we were mourning Gordon off to all these RIP, RIPs for, for Downey and thought the real way for Gordon to rest in peace is to actually address the things he was most concerned about. So uh, I posted with a Downey Wenjek uh, trust where Chani Wenjek was a kind of the focus of Gord Downey's last couple of years and what he wrote about the secret path and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that one of the things that's probably worth reflecting on as we go forward is that we mourn more universally about Downey than we have maybe a lot of people in Canada, the indigenous communities in Canada mourn Downey's passing as much as, you know, I remember going to Grand Prairie to, to try and find my brother and he and his wife were at a, well, his girlfriend at the time were at a tragically hip, concert in Grand, pa- Grand Prairie because the hit played everywhere <laughs> and they played and they were, you know, I don't want to, you know, be disparaging, but they were, they were popular mm-hmm. among all strata of society. Mm-hmm. They were, they kind of, and so I think there's an opportunity to say we all mourn Downey. So let's maybe listen to Downey's call for addressing what's happening in the North. And I hope that that's the legacy as much as I love the hip. I hope that's the legacy of Gord Downey. So on that note, to Mr. Gord Downey, may you rest in peace. We hope you're in a better place. Canada is certainly in a better place for having had you play and perform your music. So here's to you, Gord. Ulcerating silence, perspective comes the way it always does. For its ransom. So randomly, so 
But it calls The phone rings And it brings Niagara Falls At three o'clock in the morning 